0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Birminghamology on Letterman Row. I am Jeremy Birmingham, your host. Thank you for watching. If you're checking us out on YouTube, listening. If you're checking us out on iTunes or some other podcast for uh, platform. Today's guest is 2021 uh, defensive lineman from katie Texas, Tompkins High School. Tumache Ada Lele Ada I got it. I uh, don't worry. I got it. Um, Thank you for taking the time and uh, appreciate in advance your forgiveness of my pronunciation there. So um, to me, I want to introduce you a little bit to the readers here. You're a guy, top 30, top 40 player in the country as a junior prospect in the country, defensive lineman who can play inside or outside. But you want to play outside, correct? That's your goal for the for the next level.
1: Ultimately, that's the
0: goal, yes, sir. Is there, are there schools out there that are, are talking to you about moving around? Or is everybody saying, hey, you, you know, you could play the five-tech, you can be whatever you want to be? Or how, how are schools recruiting you when they're uh, approaching you about the future? Uh,
1: for the most part, every school is either talked about being a 4 eye defensive end or a five-tech defensive end. Just, um, but a lot of schools are monitoring how my body progresses as I get through, you know, throughout high school and on some the next level just to, you know. And coaches will keep it real. If they don't believe that I'm going to, you know, be able to stay in that five technique um, mold, then I, uh, I feel like a lot of coaches have been real with me. But all the coaches so far have been recruiting me as a five-tech or a 4 I defensive end or in the case of one school as an outside linebacker. So,
0: so uh, you are a guy that – You've told me in the past that you think that your your preference down the road is a program that plays in a 4-3 scheme because you believe that as a defensive end, you're more impactful uh, in that setup, right? Yes, sir. How many of the schools, I, I mean, I, I we cover Ohio State here at Letterman Row, so you know that we know what the Buckeyes are playing defensively. They're in the, in the four down linemen. Are there any schools out there that you're really considering that aren't playing that that would require you to sort of make that personal adjustment?
1: Um, as of right now, the only school that is like, I'm seriously considering that runs a three down front is Oklahoma. That's the only school um, as of right now that is like, uh, if you put a bunch of uh, schools in a hat and you told me uh pick and i pick oklahoma i would not be angry if i ended up going there and, and they run a three down front so you know personally i prefer the four down but uh i could see myself running a three down at oklahoma
0: wouldn't that be great if that's how you had to decide your commitment like wouldn't that remove so much pressure it, it instead, would. instead of you guys going up on a table and picking front, picking a hat if some random person picked a school from a hat for you exactly that'd be kind of fun it will
1: it, be a lot of stress yes, sir.
0: how are you handling that stress I mean what is this is this a process that you expected to get to this point or has it been sort of um I don't want to say a discomfort or uncom- uncomfortable 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 or are you still in the part of it where you're like hey you know what this is kind of cool because I know that there's going to come a time when that flip switches um At first, the first, I'd say week and a half,
1: it was really surreal. Um, I have a lot of friends that are older than me that told me about how that first week went for them and just, you know, all the schools, especially when you're as blessed as I am to have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of major offers really early on in the recruiting process and then all those schools to start texting you on September the 1st. You know, it was really surreal and uh, I felt really humbled and blessed at that time. But as it kind of, you know, kind of waned on and you see, if um, it, it feels like me, I'm a really, uh, I feel like I'm a really f- respectful guy. So whenever somebody texts me or tries to talk to me, I always want to get back as soon as I can. And it kind of got, I'm not gonna say annoying, but it was nagging, having you know coaches blow you up in class. And uh, you feeling like you gotta text text them back. So, I feel personally that as a process as it's gone like along more and more in the weeks, it's become more of a nag than uh, you know a surreal
0: experience. Yeah, I think it's uh, sort of interesting. A lot of people complain of people on the outside, fans, people who are on social media have their their. Um, their frustrations and in, in how big this process has gotten right about how kids releasing every, Oh, I'm, I'm down to 15 schools. I'm down to 10. I'm down to five. I'm down to whatever. But ultimately it's because the the rules have changed so much in the last few years that coaches have unadulterated, unfettered access to be able to talk to you all the time that it doesn't, I mean, aren't you sort of forced to move that process along faster so that you can stop being, I don't want to say bugged all the time but doesn't it make it easier for you to to, to make the process go faster?
1: It feels it, personally I feel like once you commit it feels like a lot of pressure would be lifted off my shoulders because it's not just it's not just you know the coaches themselves it's you know people on social media people in my community constantly asking me my teammates asking me where I'm leaning my coaches
0: the media you
1: know, the media it's you know reporters All it's especially when you're a high profile player per se, you know, it gets, it gets kind of taxing on you and you know, it's, it's hard to keep your head on straight. So I feel like once you just make a decision, you know, everything will alleviate and I I feel, you know, a lot better.
0: Yeah. I don't know that a lot of people really understand how much you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And I'll use Ohio state as an example of that. You made a visit to Ohio state in June there are seven or eight major um, publications that cover Ohio State recruiting. So that means you have seven or eight different people from just the Ohio State recruiting beat trying to message you and, and talk to you. And, and that and then you multiply that by 35, 40 offers that you have. And every day, somebody trying to get the scoop. Like, I personally sometimes am amazed that you guys are able to be as... Um, under control as you are. So kudos because I don't think I could do it. I know the 17-year-old me would not have been able to handle that. Moving on, you visited LSU over the weekend of October 26th. The Tigers obviously are a program that has traditionally put a a lot of big-time defensive linemen in the NFL and and moving forward uh, are right now one of the top teams in the country does it seem like you're adding more teams to the mix every week at this point? Uh, or is it, uh, or are you actually whittling down that list while making these sort of visits? Um, personally, I'm kind of whittling down. Um, as the pro, I kind of wanted to get a core
1: of seven or eight schools that I'm really like, I could really see myself going to. And then, As the process moves along with my family, discuss which five official visits I want to take. So, these kind of unofficials, you know, throughout the season, and then so I'll take some unofficials, you know, after the season. It's kind of like it's nut cutting time. So, uh, because I plan on committing in the summertime before my senior year, so these these visits, uh, these visits now that I'm taking are, you know, I'll be at Alabama soon. I'll be at I believe I'm going to Washington. I'll be at Ohio State. Um, I'll be in Oklahoma. You know, I'm. I'm kind of. It's nut cutting time for me and my family. You know, because you know, it, it's not just the taxing experience on me. It is on my family as well. So, um, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: I'm sure they have a lot of people messaging them and as it, well. It,
1: my dad and my dad's work. You know. A lot of A and M fans or A and uh, alumni, are his, you know, his employees and stuff. So, or his uh, his coworkers. So it's hard on him. They'll tell him, oh, they'll tell him, oh, your son needs to go to A and M for this, this, and this, or oh, your son needs to go to Texas for this, this, and this. And you know, it's it's taxing on him, and it's taxing on me, it's taxing on my mom, it's taxing on everybody in the family. So we felt like moving forward past my junior year, you know. Just take as many visits as I can, start to whittle it down, and and go from there in the summertime.
0: One of the schools that you've been interested in for a while and then visited in June, as we talked about, is Ohio State. What is it about Larry Johnson, the Buckeyes, Ryan Day? What is it that had caught your attention prior to that visit and ultimately has led to this point where you're planning to return for the Penn State game in three weeks? Consistency. Uh, consistency in winning, consistency in development of defensive linemen, uh, academic uh, academic reprieve—you
1: know everything. It's, it's kind of the total package for me and my family. And you know, as when I was younger, when I started, you know, picking up interest in football, third, fourth, fifth grade—you know, Ohio State was a team that really stuck out to me because all those things that I mentioned before. Just you know, there there is a handful of teams that are consistent that have been consistently elite for the past, you know, decade. So I believe Ohio State is one of those teams. So I feel like if I'm going to a school, uh, I feel like I gotta go to a school that has a chance of competing for a national championship and I feel like Ohio State is one of those schools.
0: When you watch football and you see Chase Young getting four sacks against Wisconsin, and then flip it over to Sunday and see Joey and Nick Bosa dominating the NFL, knowing all those guys were developed and recruited by and worked with Larry Johnson, From your own personal relationship with him, do you see what makes him that sort of special uh, type of talent developer? And if so, what are the one or two little nuggets of of things that you've gleaned from him already that you've put into your game?
1: Um, Personally, meeting with him, I learned that he's not a yeller or a screamer type of coach. You know, he's going to tell you what you have to do and what it takes to be elite and it's your choice from there if you want to be elite uh, Coach Johnson is just that type of coach that he's gonna, he knows what he wants and he knows how to bring talent out of athletes and I feel like personally I need to be coached by a coach like that that knows how to bring the best out of, uh, of an athlete especially with his you know, with his. Uh, he has a, a track record of developing defensive ends so I feel like personally he's a, he's a great coach for me
0: during your summer visit, you spent some some quality time with Chase Young, correct?
1: Yeah, I did for a little while, yes, sir.
0: Did you see this season coming out of him uh, when you sat down and talked to him in the summer? Because obviously right now you're talking about a player who, after the four-sack effort against Wisconsin, is now being lauded as a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender. And in a lot of cases, some people saying the favorite did you get anything out of that re- that conversation, that developing relationship with Chase that helps Ohio State down the road, or is it just a personal thing where you're like, I'm going to take this little piece and it's just my, it's my experience and it doesn't really matter that he's at Ohio State? No, 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 no. When I was there, I, me and my coaches have a, a, a
1: term that we use silent killers. I, I got that immediately from him. Real humble guy, really quiet told me, we discussed, you know, all the schools they had offered me, and he he told me about what he likes about Ohio State, what made him choose Ohio State over schools like Alabama and such. and But when I was talking to him, you could just tell, like, he had that, there's a killer instinct in his eyes. You know, there's, ser- there's certain football players that you can just look at them and you can tell they're elite just by looking at them. And Chase was one of those guys. I, I picked up on it. Right away, just looking at him, looking in his eyes, I could tell that he was going to be a wrecking ball
0: this season. I don't want to keep too much of your your time here, to, to Mijay. So moving forward, you have the Ohio State visit coming up when the Buckeyes host Penn State on the twenty third of November. What is it about that visit that is important to you to do, to see, to accomplish, uh, and what makes that visit a success? I guess for you and your family.
1: Um, you know. For a lot of these schools that I've been looking at, uh, you know, we sit down with the coaches, we talk about scheme, we talk about academics, you know, we talk, we do the campus tours, but it's different being there on a game day and understanding the atmosphere. I feel like, in order, I feel like I play really well when there's a lot of people watching. So I just want to I, I I want to know what that Ohio State atmosphere is like because it's 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 harped on by a lot of guys of how elite it is how 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 elite the atmosphere is there and how you know how just how big and grand Ohio State football is so I just want to be there and experience it for myself.
0: Is it one of those things where you know going into the trip that there's going to be a, a trade off probably when you're talking about Ohio State and Penn State who may very well both be undefeated when that game comes up and both in the top five nationally, basically a, maybe a winner take all as far as a college football playoff. Do you know going into that that, hey, maybe I won't get as much quality time with the coaches, but that doesn't matter because I'm I'm seeing the big picture? Or, or how do you balance that out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, under, I'm going in there understanding that I might not have that much quality time with the coaches, but it's because it's such a it's just, it's such a big game for them, and they understand the the, the the how the nature of the game and its effects on the college football playoffs and stuff like that. But you know, I'm going in there knowing that, but I'm just I'm going to have a great time and uh, experience the atmosphere.
0: Well, look, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us on this edition of Bermanology on Letterman Row. Uh, anything uh, moving forward We're always watching and paying attention and, and good luck the rest of the season for you And we'll see you in Columbus on the 23rd of November So I'm going to let you get out of here On that note, alright So for Letterman Row, I am Jeremy Birmingham That is to Miche Ah, uh, Got it?
1: Close? Close?
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out uh, Again, thanks for watching Thanks for being here, man
1: Appreciate it, thank you Yep Thanks for watching